Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to episode 61 of Eat Sleep Podcast in Repeat. I am Dave Taylor, and I'm alongside with me, not Sean, because obviously you're hearing my voice first, is Savannah. Hey, how you doing? Savannah joining us, and uh, Sean out uh, today, so a uh, so little bit of delay getting this episode together, but we have a lot to go over for episode 61. We'll get to uh, SummerSlam in just a moment. Also, of course, uh, a lot of news this week. Wait, did I say 61? I meant episode 62 of Eat, Sleep, Podcast, and Repeat. Uh, but first, uh, thanks for listening to us. You either found us on SoundCloud or iTunes or Twitcher or uh, some other app, and uh, we appreciate you finding us there. Uh, tell your friends about us, uh, how they can find us. You can also get to us on fm99.com or 1069thefox.com. You can always email us. We appreciate the emails. We have a mailbag we'll do later on the show, ESPR at fm99.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on Twitter as well. And, uh, of course, yeah, Eat, Sleep, Podcast, and Repeat. Sometimes I get that wrong. I, I got that wrong with The Miz a couple of weeks ago when I met The Miz, and I, I said our podcast was Eat, Sleep, Wrestling, Repeat. Oh. And then I realized I got it wrong and then corrected it, which The Miz even let me have it even more. I'm sure he did. <laughs> so let's first, let's go right into the news. A lot going on. And we learned Monday morning of the passing of the great Jim the Anvil Neidhart at the age of 63 after a fall at home. And uh, for those of you, the, the, the younger ones, I know you probably remember Savannah, a little bit younger, probably yeah. never saw the Anvil I think, in action. I think my dad watched him. He was, um, for me, I mean, he came up through like Stu Hart's uh, Stampede and then was a part of the Hart Foundation in the 80s and okay. a great tag team with uh, Bret Hart. And okay. uh, they won the championships twice. The first time defeating the British Bulldogs and like one of like the, the like when I was a kid when that was going on, like I was so upset when that happened because I was a big Bulldog fan because uh, there's a lot of like BS in that. And uh, the team stayed together for a long time and uh, put on some pretty good matches. And the Anvil was always like the muscle of the team. And, yeah. and of course, you know, Bret Hart, the scientific wrestler, uh, but the, but they worked so well together. And um, some of the, you know, even though it was a short match, like the WrestleMania six match, which was about 13 seconds against the Bolsheviks. Wow. But, um, well, you had Nikolai Volkov, who just passed away, but singing the Russian national anthem. And then, like, this Neidhart getting fed up with it. And then just, you know, and then they just mm-hmm. beat the heck out of him. And then they, they, he won the match, like, immediately. You know, that was, that was, like, always him. Like, when it came to the Hart family, mm-hmm. um, you know, he maybe was not as popular. He was definitely known. But, but just, you know, he had a different style of wrestling compared to everybody else in the family. I mean, British Bulldog had a lot of strength, like his uh, Nyhart did, but it was just a different style. But always fun. He had that menacing laugh. And um, some up and down times in the 90s. So they won the championship again in 1990 at SummerSlam, defeating the Nasty Boys. That, I'm sorry, defeating Demolition. And then they lost at uh, WrestleMania 7 to the Nasty Boys, and the team split up. So that uh, began Bret Hart's single career. Okay. And then uh, Neidhart kind of did some commentary from time to time, mm-hmm. like in Wrestling Challenge and stuff, until they kind of figured out what they could do with him. They had him wrestle a little bit. He was involved in the angle with Ric Flair, the Beverly Brothers that took him out of Survivor Series. And then when he came back, Owen Hart was back, and they did a new foundation for a while. And then apparently he he, he did some stuff, was released, and then he came back in a surprise angle. Uh, a couple of years later, and, and this was like the, this was 1997, and probably like this is one of the highlights for the Hart Foundation because you had a uh, Bret Hart reunite with Owen Hart mm-hmm. and Davy Boy Smith. Okay, and so they kind of reformed the Hart Foundation, and then in the angle with Steve Austin, Jim Neihart came out and attacked him, which was a surprise return because he kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, so that kind of reformed the Hart Foundation. Brian Pillman was involved, 
And that summer, and if you haven't seen it, go watch the Canadian Stampede pay-per-view. It was one of the in-your-house pay-per-views. Okay. It's, it's a two-hour pay-per-view. One of the best ones that the WWE has done throughout their history. I, I would definitely put it easily in the top ten. Wow. The main event is is the entire Hart Foundation, all five guys, you know, Hart, Bret Hart, Davey Boy, Owen, Neidhart, and Brian Pillman taking on Steve Austin, Ken Shamrock, Goldust, and, and the Legion of Doom. Oh, wow. And this was in Canada. That's mm-hmm. the name of the pay-per-view. And at the time in the States, like Steve Austin was huge. El- yeah, Legion of Doom was huge, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gold Dust turned face. Ken Shamrock was pretty popular. But in Canada, because even like Bret Hart was like the, the heel in the States, in Canada, it was the total opposite. Really? Yes. Yeah. It, in Canada, like people love the Hart Foundation. They were heels in the States. But in Canada, they were so over. And, and the energy of this of this main event pretty much rivals like the CM Punk, uh, John Cena money in the bank match from a couple of years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, the pops that everybody gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some things that happen in this match that uh, you know you know the crowd either boos or or are there certain things if you haven't seen it some things involving Owen Hart that just gets like some big heat and, and some big reactions and some big pops as well. It's a great mm-hmm. match. And it's it's a great pay per view, uh, but that main event is probably one of the best. Okay, I will definitely have to check into it then. So, uh, and, and the WWE Network also put a, a collection of uh, some great Nightheart matches on there. Uh, it, some interesting ones, some good ones. Uh, one he fought the Sandman in ECW. I did not know. Really? <laughs> yes. This is the early days of ECW, mm. and um, so it's not like the best footage. It was almost like a, like a bonus match, like after you know after like the 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 main event or whatever, but, uh, um, you know, and they did some stuff in WCW after that, after, after the whole Bret Hart and Montreal screw job. And, uh, that was like, but last was all of them, except until his daughter started wrestling. And then he would, we'd see him on total divas. And we posted some stuff on our Facebook page, a video with, uh, him showing his daughter mm-hmm. how to prepare for a ladder match. Cause, cause Natalia had never been in one and Neidhart in the days of stampede wrestling, you know, before the WWE had their first uh, ladder matches, you yeah, know, the first ones ever, they existed in Canada before that. So, oh, Stampede Wrestling—that's where that concept came from. Because Bret Hart was involved in mm-hmm. some of the uh, one of the first ones before the WrestleMania one, because uh, he fought Shawn Michaels in a ladder match. But it was one of those that was, you know, like taped for like Coliseum video mm. back in the day. So yeah, losing Nightheart, uh, which by the way, and you saw Raw Monday, yes. Um, Natalia obviously not there, but the promo. With Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. I was shocked, and I give the crowd credit when she spoke. Like the crowd was so respectful. Yeah, I know. I was considering what's been happening. Yeah, <laughs> just around her. The I feel like she's very polarizing. You either really like her or you really don't. And I thought it was really. I thought it was. I thought it was. I, What's the word? I'm Respectful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just it was it was a, it was a really good thing to see. Yeah, yeah. Because usually when somebody's just any, any kind of interview or promo, you know, you're you're getting the what chant or you're you're just getting noise. But the crowd was silent. But it mm-hmm. was like because they were listening. Yeah. And, and I thought it was a good promo for for Rhonda mm-hmm. because it just you know came from the heart because obviously she's been and I don't know the the true friendship of Rhonda and Natalia. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously, it's been portrayed in the last couple of months that they're they're friends. Mm-hmm. So obviously, they've been working together. Maybe they've been training together because mm-hmm. Natalia would be a great person to train with. Agreed. So 
that the, the, so some of that, you know, that's obviously heartfelt, but just the crowd I was like, man, this is like the, the most respectful, like I think the crowd has been for a serious promo in a long time. Yeah. And maybe because they realize, you know, this is not an angle. You know, this is not like, you know, Jason Jordan is uh, my son, you know, uh, or something like that angle where mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's more silly, you know, yeah. or something with, uh, you know, this mid-card level talent where you're like, okay, this is laughable. You know, mm-hmm. Hornswoggle is my son or whatever, uh, <laughs> you know, with Finley and Vince McMahon and all that stuff. So, yeah. so very good there. Uh, another passing, uh, which is wrestling related, though she was not a wrestler, was Aretha Franklin. Which broke my heart. So, um, I mean, we knew, we knew this was coming because we, we saw the story a yeah. couple of days before she passed that, uh, you know, that, that she was in ill health. Um, and you're wondering why Aretha Franklin, I believe that she is the only artist who sang at two different WrestleManias with, uh, with God bless, uh, not God bless America. Um, I want to say you're right. I want to say you're correct. <laughs> America the Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, that go. one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sing, singing America the Beautiful at the WrestleMania 3. And then she would do it again at WrestleMania 23, uh, both of the shows in Detroit. And um, the WrestleMania 23 show, I, I happened to be at. And then I watched it a couple days ago and stuff. And I'm from Detroit myself. Uh, you know, it just it kind of hits me a bit in stuff. And it hit a lot of people. Um, but just, just watching the amazing talent because she could just take a song. And make it her own. Uh, the WrestleMania three one is interesting. Uh, I wanted to go to that, but my dad was like, "No," because he because he, <laughs> he knew like the Silverdome, you know, held at least you know eighty thousand people for football. Yeah. Uh, and then when you get like ninety thousand people there, or where the number is, not having it. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I'm not dealing with the traffic," which <laughs> I, I don't blame him. And the traffic was so bad for that show. Aretha did not get there until right before the beginning of it, so so she didn't have any rehearsal or anything. And she, you know, so they were trying to come up with a plan B. It's like, what do we do if we can't, you know, if she doesn't get here? And she got there in time, performed, you know, did her rendition of America the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it happened to be, like, one of, like, the biggest, like, you know, WrestleManias ever. And, uh, which, which is amazing, it was that, like, you think, you know, that they pulled these, like, big artists in. But, you know, they got, I mean, but it's kind of like a non-written rule in Detroit, where I'm from, that if you have major events, you have to have somebody from Michigan perform. Yeah. Especially from Detroit. Yeah, if it's the World Series... You know, you bring her, you get Anita Baker, you get Bob Seger. One uh, of those. You, yeah, you find somebody. And, um, you know, so she's sang for, like, Red Wing games and Piston games and, of course, the most famous national anthem with the NFL with mm-hmm. uh, with her four-minute rendition <laughs> <laughs> and a Thanksgiving game. Uh, but she sang at WrestleMania 3, came back at 23 with a big choir and everything. And, um, and I didn't know this, too, until I saw this. Her song, Who's Zooming Who?, which – Lyrically, it doesn't have anything to do with like sports or wrestling. Was the theme song to WrestleMania three? She was the first artist to have a theme song for WrestleMania. Wow, that's <laughs> this. Just that whole news broke my heart so much because I'm just a really big fan of her in general. I listen to a lot of different music, and it just I was so sad. Which we obviously we knew that she wasn't. She was sick and everything, but I was just so like heartbroken because I know how much her music has changed so many people's lives and has inspired so many people to be like, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's really awesome to see how much she's achieved and hear about everything she's done. Yeah. Very powerful voice. And um, I'm seeing a lot of stories out of my hometown and uh, um, just, you know, she was not a part of Motown Records. And this is on wrestling related, obviously, but uh, but the Motown Museum there is, is paying her a big tribute because obviously she had a big, big part, and that was her town. Mm-hmm. 
So not born there originally, born in Memphis, and then moved to Detroit. But you know what? I she she made everything big. You know, two WrestleMania appearances, which I don't think any other artist has done. And then and then the first theme song for WrestleMania two, or well for WrestleMania three. But I mean, so that. But uh, you know, with the song "Who's Zooming Who." So we have those two losses this week, and uh, you know what? Uh, we're gonna pay tribute to them with uh, with a ten bell salute. Greetings, wrestling fans. This is Dave Dynasty, host of the Dave Dynasty Show, the podcast that every week brings you nearly two hours of pro wrestling goodness from the Midwest. We feature interviews with the legends of the past, stars of today, and the prospects of tomorrow. We have segments that feature classic wrestling audio, whole episodes devoted to the history of Midwest pro wrestling, and much, much more. Do not miss an episode of the Dave Dynasty Show. We are available on all podcast platforms, or you can access past episodes and all of our social media links by visiting DaveDynasty.com. Be good, be safe, and keep on growing. We're back. All right, Savannah, we have 13 matches for SummerSlam. Yay. Yeah, so the pay-per-view starts at uh, 3 o'clock. I'm kidding. It, uh, it just seems like it's going to go all day and night. Sounds like it. <laughs> if you look at some of these matches, it looks like it's going to be a while. They should give some of these matches uh, a lot. We got three pre-show matches, mm-hmm. which which I think will, will help because um, because they, they move. Um, oh, no, they all been set for the pre-show. So that gives us three pre-show matches and then 10 matches that are going to be on the main pay-per-view itself. And uh, we'll run through the uh, pre-show matches first. Uh, I don't have Sean's predictions. I, I asked him to send them to me. And a- as of uh, the recording the show, I have yet to receive them. Okay. So uh, maybe he's prepping for NXT and watching that. Maybe he got sidetracked. I'm not sure. But uh, So it's going to be you and I doing the predictions. We will start with the uh, the match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak, and they got uh, Gentleman Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick are banned from ringside. Interesting. So sometimes, like when that happens, you know that might mean like you know like the heel may win the match because he doesn't need them, yeah. or there's going to be some way where um you, you they're banned from ringside if somebody else going to show up mm-hmm. and 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 cost the match. I I think as as great as Drew man Drew Gulak has been great. I mean, he's been one of the shining stars yeah. of of two hundred five live. But Cedric Alexander has been outstanding as well. I don't I don't see them taking the belt off him here. I do see like maybe like another match like down the road where eventually that happens where Drew gets the belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I, I still see Cedric retaining the belt. Uh, what do you think? Um, my money is on Gulak. I think that he has definitely been a rising star, and I think that just in general he is just put himself out there and I think that it's going to be a really good match and I really want Gulak to win. So I do like his change of character because back when 205 Live was a little bit more of the WWE style. Yeah. You know, he had the, like the, you know, the no fly zone and all that stuff because yeah. he's he's a mat wrestler and, and, a, and a good one mm-hmm. and that, you know, but I, but I wonder if, if um, you know, without the help, if, you know, but I'm still going to go Cedric at that, that, um, you know, it should be, should be a good match jump and I'm hoping they're giving like 15 minutes that would be good because yeah. that's the one thing with them being – as much as I want to see them on the main show, mm-hmm. I get why they're on the pre-show, 
but you you because but you also have the availability with the pre-show to give them lots of time. Yeah. One match that I don't really want to see a lot of time on is um but I hope it's good. It's Rusev and Lana versus Andrea Cien Almas and Zelena Zelina Vega. Um this is the SmackDown feud that's been going on. I'm sure Aiden English will get involved mm-hmm. somehow. What do you think? Yeah, probably. That's uh, yeah. Just, just yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested in this match at all. <laughs> the, the angle is just uh, you, you know it, it does give almost like into the spotlight a little bit because Rusev is over right now, but I got a feeling like they're 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 crushing his push, if you yeah. will, uh, just because you know maybe they didn't expect him to be this over, and it's like, well, these are the plans we have for you. You got your title match, now you come back down. Yeah. So I, I got a feeling that uh, Rusev lot they will lose. Uh, Aiden English will cost him the match somehow, even though trying. So almost in, in Vega will win. Are you thinking the same thing on that? Or? Yeah, I'm. Yep, that's pretty much my thoughts on it. <laughs> I just is this a match I, where you go get like some popcorn or something out of the microwave or? Yeah, uh, pretty you know, much. You know, I just have no interest. Let in Let the dog out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take Ghost for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one match in the pre-show I'm looking forward to is the B team, both Dallas Curtis Axel uh, ch- uh, being challenged by the Revival for the Raw Tag Team Championship. And um, I'm happy for the Revival getting a title match, even mm-hmm. though it's, it's not on the main show, if you will. But, um, you know, the the match they had on Monday with uh, these guys and uh, with uh, Wyatt and Hardy, yeah, I, I, th- I thought was a great match. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, that was the best match the B team has had since being the B team. Yeah, I agree 100%. And the, the Revival are pretty solid as well. Do we get new tag team champions on this? I mean, I mean, is it because I, you know, the B team kind of a joke, but, but see, this is like, and we'll talk about Carmella where, like, you know, it's like, okay, it's your turn to have the gold, and either this is going to work or it's not going to work. And I think for the B team, it's working. And I, I think I, so. I, and I think at this point, it's too soon to take the titles off of them. As much as I want to see the revival have the belt, because the revival to me, like, they're kind of getting the treatment that um, mm-hmm. Gallows and uh, Anderson were. Uh, you know, kind of had when he first, um, you know, you came on the scene and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so the, these guys, you know, they had the injuries and they've come back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I think they will be, you know, hold it, getting the gold at some point. But I think the B team retains. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know who else they could lose to. But I'm going to go with the B team. Who, who um, do you got? I'm going the revival. I think that the B team has kind of, they haven't had their time, but they've had their time. They are, they're just kind of there. And yeah. they've they've definitely had a good streak. They've had a good momentum, but I think maybe this is a good chance to make that kind of rivalry between them. So I'm going the revival. Okay, I'm hoping that's a good match. I just I, I don't want like shenanigans. I don't want like a um, you know, like a fashion police, you know, yeah. kind of match or something like that. But the but the but they have seen which I liked. I mean, you know, because this is. You know, because we've always known like Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas had some potential, but mm-hmm. when they, you know, but Bo Dallas, when it came up, the whole Bo Leave thing just was kind of a joke. And then Curtis Axel was, you know, the Michael McGillaguddy days, and you know, then being a Heyman guy, like they tried, but I, I don't know like where the disconnect has been. And maybe this is just a better role where it's like, you know, it's like a little bit of comedy, mm-hmm. but, but you know, like I'm a good wrestler, but like I need the comedy to get me over, yeah, and stuff. You can, like pull that like all the way to the side if you want, like all the way over there. Oh yeah, I see you. Ooh. Hey, now I can see you. What's right. up? <laughs> uh, there, you're on the main card of SummerSlam. 
Man, I didn't try to figure out where to start here because there's so many matches. Uh, you know what? Probably, I don't know if this will open the show because they're going to probably open strong, but Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. This is probably Ugh. the one match I'm not looking forward to on the main card. I'm not. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care anymore. It's the same thing. They've overplayed it. I'm done. Well, they, they traded wins, mm-hmm. um, which which is a WWE thing that just happens all the time. You know, where it's like, okay, well, yeah, everybody's equal. You know, wins and losses don't matter. Uh, you know, there's no demon here or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, unless we get surprised with that. I mean, if we do get the demon, Balor's winning, and we can just end this feud. But I just want Balor to win and just end this feud anyway. I just anyway. want Balor to win, which yeah. I've been a Balor fan, and then because of this, I haven't been. Hold on. That didn't get rid of it. Mm. But... I'm just over this whole situation, and I just want it. I don't want Balor to win, and I want to be over with. Next. Do, do you like Constable Corbin? <laughs> no. <laughs> but is it like, I, a friend of mine used to call him like Boring Corbin. Yes. And this was years ago. There's nothing. It's like a flat line. And, and then what I don't like, and this is because it's like Corporate Kane Part 2, is that he rustles in, you know, it's like street attire. Not street attire, but you know, suit attire, basically. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah not good at all. It reminds me of like Triple H when he used to come out in the suits and whatnot. Yeah. I'm over it. But he didn't wrestle on that though. No, but you know, he just has that very like demeanor of I'm better than yeah. everybody. Oh yeah. I'm not into it. Next. Well, but that but that would even go like to the Rick the Rick Flair days and stuff. So obviously yeah. that, that's aged, you know, trying to be Flair. Mm-hmm. Part All right, next <laughs> on the on the card, because there's so many matches. Uh Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. And I thought um SmackDown did a great job. With the video packages to build for this match, this yeah. is the match that we should be having for next year's WrestleMania. I I, don't, I feel like not that it's too soon because obviously this match has been six or seven years in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean this feud's got to go on for a long time, but I mean does it, it's it's. Do you think it's too? Not not too soon because the build's been good, but, but I kind of wish like we we got it later. But maybe we just get it now because maybe it's like, well, what if Daniel gets hurt again or what if yeah. you know? And knowing else. Daniel, he will. Oh, don't say that! Don't say that! <laughs> No. Um, should be a great match. I mean, the crowd, I mean, this needs to be in the right place. I, I think I don't, I don't want to kick off the show, but like they got to watch where they put this because whatever comes after this, like I think the crowd's going to kind of be, you know, like whatever the next match is, is going to have to, I mean, it's probably the Balor Corbin match or whatever because, you know, the crowd's going to be having so much heat in this match because they love the, the Boo the Miz and they love Daniel Bryan. Yes. Uh, but I got a feeling. Just for whatever reason, the Miz is going to find the way to win. But please don't say that. But I, but I, but I think only because there, there's going to be more matches down the road that maybe th- this does have the payoff at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's only just done that way because you know, you, you know, because I mean, because this seems easy to go. Or, you know, because obviously everybody wants Daniel Bryan to be world champion. It's not going to be an easy road. Yeah, but this is something where the Miz wins. Maybe the Miz becomes a world champion mm-hmm. after you know, see, make the Royal Rumble or whatever else, and then Daniel Bryan like you know wins the Rumble and the Miz does everything he can to get out of it, and yeah, you know, and then I they think. have to have their match. As much as I want to disagree, I don't. Um, <laughs> but I still want Daniel Bryan to win, so I'm still gonna say Daniel Bryan. All right, that should be good. I I wonder, like you know, not that they would they would do it because Alex Riley obviously is long removed from WWE history, but like if if there's another person that can get involved in this match, you know, will we see? Hmm. You know, will we see Bella? Will we see? You know, uh, Marie show up? Yeah. You know that would be interesting. Yeah, you know, I don't want to like a mixed tag match down the road. You know, don't do that. You yeah. Know, with, uh, like they did with like Cena 
in them. Although that was a fun match at WrestleMania because the Miz was great. Uh, next match on the card is for the uh, the U.S. Championship, the uh, WWE United States Championship. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. Uh I want this to be good. I, I want this. I, I don't want these shenanigans. I don't want. The, I, I feel like the low blow, like mm-hmm. while kind of fun, is kind of ruining Shinsuke a little bit lately yeah. because he's more talented than just being a low blow artist. Yeah, I agree. And, and if you see some of his earlier stuff, you see that as you see it, which is yeah. I'm just not whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're I, not looking forward to this one either. No, <laughs> I want it to be good, but I know that most of the hype is going to be on the later matches. And it's, I just, yeah, we, we, I don't think they're going to do much with it. We need more in a 10 minute second match than we had last time. Because <laughs> uh, I thought when that happened, I thought, well, maybe Jeff's just really hurt. And maybe he was. And it's like, okay, well, we can create an angle out of this. Where does Randy Orton fit in with this match? Hmm. Does, right. does he cost, you know, Jeff Hardy the match? You know, does maybe, does he attack both? Uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think he's going to cost Jeff the match. I think that he just, Gets in the way, and I think that that's really not going to pay off for Hardy at all. You know, I do like heel Randy Orton. You know, I think, you know, him, like, fighting, like, Shinsuke would be great, but Shinsuke's a heel, too, now. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but the Hardy match, I just, just because Randy is, like, not, like, boring at times, but when he's a bad guy, he's much more interesting. Yeah, well, he was boring for, like, <laughs> the last, what, few Years, months. <laughs> I, I I liked it when he was with like the Wyatt family. Yeah, be, because he, he, I and and I wish like it's like man they had so much potential with that and then it's like no nah, just just you know just wanted the world title. Yep. And, and then had the worst match at WrestleMania you could possibly have. <laughs> but yeah, um, but this new like I grudge against all these different people and wanting to go after Jeff Hardy so bad. I really like. The angle that it's going on, yeah. I really, I really enjoy it. Well, it does get a little bit intrigued too, because you know, it's like are Shinsuke and Orton working together, or it's just more of like you know, Orton like, well, I'm going to beat him up, and you are too, and then when you're not expecting it, you know, RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, but, but I don't think it's gonna. But I think if it would happen, it would happen after the match, mm-hmm. and not you know after Shinsuke retains. Yeah. All right, so we're both on the same page on that one. Mm-hmm. All right, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, the triple threat match with Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. <sighs> And Kamala, like the honky tonk man of uh, champions, where um, you know not the best wrestler, finds a way to retain all the time, and people want to see her lose, but it doesn't happen. Yep, I would like her to lose. I would like <laughs> Becky Lynch to win, even though I know it's not going to happen. It'll probably be Charlotte if anyone beats her. Um, but yeah, I just really would like Carmella to just not. I I would like her to leave. The one thing she has gotten really good on the last couple of weeks has been the promos. That's true. Now, now, what Sean and I talked about last week was what we didn't like is that like Becky or Charlotte like refer to Carmella as a diva because they seem to have like gotten away from that. Now, I, I kind of get some of that because I mean I can disagree a little bit. I, I got the fact that okay, she's on the Total Diva show and she plays that, but the WWE's gotten so far from really using the term diva in regards to wrestlers. Yeah, and so it was, yeah, you know, not not the craziest on that. Uh if if Becky Lynch doesn't win, does she turn heel? Oh yeah, one hundred. You, you think she's going to blame Charlotte? Like maybe Becky's got it won. Charlotte does something. Car- Carmella yep. wins. That's that's what I'm thinking. That's how I completely agree. I think that's definitely going to if 
if that does play out that way, I definitely think that Becky is going to turn. <laughs> see, see, the thing is, I, I, she, she, of all the females mm-hmm. on, on both sides and both Raw and SmackDown, to me, she's the most organically over. You know, they've never done anything with her to present her in a way that is uh, kind of, you know, this, this, like she's this person or she's that. She's just over. Like Sasha Banks always has this, you know, the boss persona, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whatever the heck's going on now with Bailey, where I think it took away a lot of her steam. But like Becky is just to me over. I mean, like the the first Rumble this year and she got eliminated. Like people booed. You know, that was like the loudest, like, like you eliminated Becky. Like why? You know, yeah. anything that, and, you know, and, and Survivor Series. I think when she was like the first one out last year, and people mm-hmm. were like, really? Like, yeah. yeah. So, I agree. so I, I don't see her being heel. Um, but I, I do see her being upset, Charlotte, that if Charlotte wins, that I think she's going to challenge her. Because she's like, look, you came back. Like, I had this match. You came in, stole my thunder in this match, and now I want the title. But I, I don't think her going heel. Like, I don't, I don't think people wouldn't boo her. You know, because it's hard for people to boo Shinsuke until, you know, they make Shinsuke do these heelish. You really have to be devious. And she yeah. really has to do something for people to hate her because I think she's too well-liked to, 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 be a, to be a heel. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Carmella, but I do think that like Charlotte and Becky will probably get into it. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be kind of more like a face first face feud, unless Charlotte becomes the heel, which which is a possibility too. Mm. And Charlotte's a better, you know, she's not boring as a face. Yeah. But she makes a better heel. Okay, I so, agree with that. So are you who are you going? Are you, I'm you going, going Charlotte. Okay, and I'm going Carmella, the honky tonk woman, retaining. <clears throat> Sorry. You're good. Uh, Intercontinental title match. Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins. You got uh, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler's corner. Drew McIntyre guest on the show a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the returning Dean Ambrose with an amazing pop, one of the biggest pops I can think back on Raw in a long time, <laughs> maybe other than like Triple H's return like 15 years ago mm-hmm. from a quad injury. Um, but just the excitement and just Seth teasing the return. Yep. It, this segment was really weird because I'm watching it and I see Dolph Ziggler in the ring. And I'm like, wow, Dolph Ziggler's got like the Triple H hair. Like the old days. <laughs> And then Dean Ambrose comes out, and Dean looks like Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that I just thought it was funny. Uh, it's so weird to see Dean like because because usually he, you know he always like this with more muscle. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, because what he wore before just kind of covered up what he had. Um, and then the short hair and the beard. Yeah. Usually, did you like that look? No. I'm very negative. I need everything are, to stay the same. I don't like change. I, <laughs> no, 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 but, no face or heel changes. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I, on him, I guess I just wasn't a fan. You never been an Ambrose fan? No. Oh. <laughs> you need to leave this room right now. I know. Uh, very many of the That's shield. okay. The internet hates me because I said I didn't like Dolph Ziggler. Oh. I, I can kind of get the Dolph thing where I think he's a great wrestler, but I think he's just frustrating with how he's been handled yeah um it, that's always been a thing and and now it's like you know i guess this is his rebirth of sorts which is great you know because they say finally and, and seth like has to me is the wrestler of the year so far like, i agreed like when he came back last year from the injury I, it's like maybe it was just like him being careful because he didn't want to re-injure himself uh, you know, because I thought like the match at WrestleMania last year with Triple H was kind of a dud, mm-hmm. and it was like way too long, and I never felt like he got his revenge like the way he wants. Like, no, it doesn't prove that like he can do all this, and and then you know this the slow rebuild, but like this year it's just you know the gauntlet match, uh, the the ladder match, 
where you know he jumps you know, from the top rope onto the ladder to the, you know, to take oh, the yeah. belt from Finn Balor. You know, so I thought like Finn, you know, and they had and they had great matches. Oh yeah. And so we're gonna get this now. All right. So you got two guys in the corners, obviously gonna get involved in the match. When do, does Dean Ambrose turn heel? Does he turn heel cost Seth the match? Does he turn heel if Seth wins the match? Does he not turn heel at all? I don't think he's gonna turn heel. I just I don't I don't see it happening. I think that he has good momentum going, and I just don't see him wanting to, or I don't see that being a possibility for him right now. Maybe later on down the road, but as of right now, no. Let it, let him enjoy because people love him. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, here, and here's a guy too. When it comes to like you know being organically over, I always that that like Dean, yeah, you know, compared to Seth and compared to Roman, mm-hmm. has been like the more organically over member of the Shield. Yeah. Obviously, more than, you know, Roman's got his fans and he's got his haters. You know, they're just more vocal. But Dean's just always kind of been that guy. And maybe, you know, I, and obviously he didn't wrestle, you know, he just came back, you know, and, and, and got involved. And man, I don't know. I don't, I do expect it down the road because I think a crazy Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. would be fun to watch. Agreed. Um, you know, but was it last, last year they fought uh, the bar in mm-hmm. probably the best match at SummerSlam? Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, the beach ball. And then, <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, the bar's out on this card. So maybe they're going to be in the crowd looking for beach balls. But um, who wins this match? I'm going Seth. Think Seth is going to win the match? Yeah. I'm going Seth. Man, I, I see, that's the one thing. Like, because I, if Seth doesn't win, it makes really no sense for Dean Ambrose to go after Seth where he could possibly go after the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think with this, you get tag matches down the road with these guys. Mm-hmm. So I think Seth will win in that regard. You get some tag matches, and then eventually the heel turn will come. Okay. I, I you know, but we could we could be surprised, and maybe we get the heel turn here. Yeah, maybe. But, but I, I don't. I, I just think it's too soon. I think they need to let it. I think he needs to let it ride a little more, and then later on down the road. Yeah, These is probably one of the top matches of the night. I mean, because there's a lot of intrigue with this match, because that's what I love with this one, because you don't know, you know, who could win. Yeah. I mean, there a couple of ma- a lot of matches have that tonight, because uh, you're not like, oh, this person's absolutely going to win. Um, but then you don't know, like, you know, like, is Dean going to turn heel or not? Mm-hmm. You know, Drew McIntyre. There's Mac- a lot of factors. Drew McIntyre's role, um, you know, because at some point, once, you know, because they slowly introduced, they've done a great job with Drew and slowly introducing him. Not, you know, putting him in matches every week, you know, mm-hmm. but just having him be that guy. But then when he does wrestle in the match against Seth Rollins a couple weeks ago was great. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, you know, uh, there'll be a point in time, obviously not now, that those two will probably go at it and then tear down the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, a match that, which is going to be interesting because here's another one. with the possibility this can go either way. From the money in the bank, the, uh, the you know, the, uh, the contract is Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. And this could be a match where, you know, Kevin Owens, you know, Wins an account on or DQ has been playing in the last couple of weeks. He would be the money in the bank holder. You know, is he going to outsmart Braun Strowman, which has been frustrating because they make him look like an idiot. They do make him look like an idiot. <laughs> and, and it's just like you're taking a guy that's over and like you know the whole Nicholas thing at WrestleMania, and he's like, well, he's got school. And it's just like, you know, all of a sudden like he wrestles the match, the tag team match, win championships by himself. You know, but you know he has to give up the belts because he doesn't have a partner. Yeah, just makes like no sense, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know. And, and and I thought like sometimes like you know the the car flipping thing like it's still kind of cool, but like 
It just like feels forced. Like you know, when when he flips Kevin Owens' car. Like I don't even know what his beef is with Kevin Owens. Was this, I don't know if it just stems from the Money in the Bank match itself with Owens trying to get everybody to gang up on him. Because there just seems to be no reason other than the fact that Kevin Owens, yes, is annoying. Yeah. But like, why does the Braun Strowman have an issue with him? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. It's a weird feud. It is. Yeah, I agree. I don't really know. Yeah. You know, they had the cage match where, you know, Braun basically had it won, but throws Owens off the cage, you know, to lose the match. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I sound frustrated. Well, because <laughs> I want Strowman to win, you know, but I don't know if, like, that's in the plans where, like, is it going to be Owens who's going to just not, he's not going to pin Braun, but he's going to figure out a way to get this title and then, you know, maybe cash in later in the night. You know, because somebody's I cashing think- in, but who's it going to be? Uh, I'm going, yeah, I'm going, I think I'm going to go Kevin. I'm going to go Owens. And do you think he's just going to outsmart him? I mean, is like Jinder Mahal going to get involved? You know, you know, Mm because anybody can come down and like, and just attack Owens. Yeah. And be like, you know, like that's the way, like what I have a feeling, like something like that's going to happen where like somebody's going to attack Owens, Owens going to get, or Braun's going to get DQ'd. And then like Angle's going to come out and say, you know, that's a cheap victory. You know, it's not happening that way. We're going to restart this match the right way. And then, you know, uh, Junior gets banned from ringside, and then Braun Strowman's going to win the match. So I, th- I think we get, like, a not like a dusty finish, but one that, like, favors the good guy. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, they'll be the screw job at first. They'll restart the match. And then um, I get an award if I pick this right, by the way. No, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. But, uh, but that's what I'm predicting is that there's something screwy happens where Owen initially wins, but they restart the match. Okay. Because it's it, it's just such BS. And then you think Strowman in the end? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm way over booking that idea, but um, I, I got a feeling they're gonna do something like that. Okay. All right. Next match uh, is for the SmackDown uh, WWE Tag Team Championship. I'm not gyrating when I'm uh, reading that, by the way. <laughs> uh, the Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. Because uh, we don't know which members of the New Day this is gonna be yet. If we get. Uh, to me, it would make sense it was Big E and Kofi just for the size. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, but Xavier obviously who's been great this year too. Like, it's it's amazing that like after all this time, mm-hmm. you know, we get to see more of him because he's always been the guy like in the outside, and we occasionally yeah. would see him. But man, I mean, like for the last year, you know, and the New Day's been doing this for a long time, but their matches have been great. I mean, the, you know, the the pancake stuff, <laughs> I, I, I could do without, but uh, but it's just great. But I, I wish this was the bar fighting the Bludgeon Brothers. You think so? Well, I just I, I wish it was because they they had you know, the match, the great match on SmackDown a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, for the right to face the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. Uh, but it, to me, it makes no sense for the New Day to win this match. I want a good match, but I, I don't see the New Day winning. I think it doesn't make any sense, and that's why they're going to win. You th- you picking the New Day? Yeah, I think th- I, I they've just had a really good year, and I think that they're really smart. In the way that they do things, and I think that it's just—I think it's going to be a very good match. I don't think they're going to take a whole lot of time on it, but I think it's going to be a very good match. And I think in the end, the new day is going to outsmart them. Hmm. I'm looking forward to this one. This one does have a lot of intrigue on it. So, but I'm, I'm going with the Bludgeon on this. I don't know what next for the Bludgeon other than the Bar, because mm-hmm. that's like the one team they haven't faced, yeah. other than Sanity, which is completely ruined at this point. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, uh, creative team. <laughs> the matches are good. Now I I know and I, I know it's it's tough because when you have a team coming from NXT, you know like people love, 
But you know, we got we got to think about this when when they come over to the main roster. Mm-hmm. One, Vince is seeing more, but two, you know, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's a large percentage that audience have never seen these teams before. So you know, I get it. Like when a team comes in, you know, they can't destroy everybody. Yeah. Um, but you know, like give them like just you know, and I know that they had the, you know, the the vignettes, if you will, but like. You know, they need to do what they did with the bludgeons and just have them be jobbers. Yeah. And just be destructive and, you know, put guys through. I mean, that's what the bludgeons have been fun to watch. You know, they kind of remind me of like a, a little bit of like the Road Warriors in the sense. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's a little bit of the finishing move too. Not quite like the doomsday device, but they are just <laughs> very brutal. And I'm thinking like, man, you know, if you're these jobbers and you got to fight these guys, that's painful stuff. Yeah. Next match on the card is for the SmackDown Championship. I'm looking forward to this. I thought they had a pretty good build. Uh, AJ Styles, the champion, defending against Samoa Joe, who like I'm we... so excited for this match. I'm so excited. I I I do not want to be let down because it took like three matches to finally enjoy AJ Styles and Shinsuke. After I think you know it's like we almost like overhyped ourselves for like how good it could be. Yeah. Um, and maybe they knew it's like well we got three matches we can hold back until we get to this one. Um, you know because their well last man standing match was uh was really good mm-hmm. um and probably uh, yeah probably one of the best last minute standing matches you'll see uh but this match i mean it got personal with samoa joe talking about aj styles family you know it's weird because like as much as we you know complain about brock lesnar and everything it's like no, just look at smackdown and be happy we have this yeah because you have aj styles one of the one of the best wrestlers in the business you uh-huh. have samoa joe you have two guys obviously you came from impact and tna and yeah and and samoa joe is a monster yes and I love it. <laughs> I, I, it's, I feel bad for him because for a guy that, like, with injuries and everything else, you know, he missed WrestleMania. He wasn't last year's WrestleMania because he uses this kind of new and stuff. So, like, I'm hoping, and we don't see him, like, wrestle a lot, which is fine, you know, because I don't want guys to get, like, get us burned out and watching yeah. certain guys. Why well, you don't see, you know, Daniel Bryan fight all the time. Um, but, man, I, I just give these guys 20 minutes. I don't know. Can Samoa Joe go 20 minutes? I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just not his nature, but. AJ's had a long reign. Yeah, um, I think I think I think Samoa Joe goes home with this one. I think that I I don't know. It's definitely not going to be a fast match. I think no. they're going to drag it out a little bit. No, but. I, I, I want a twenty minute match. I mean, we'll, we'll get like the big spots. We'll get, but you know the way Samoa Joe is, you know, because he's just I mean he's just so gosh darn big. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know his, his style. Um, I could see these guys having you know, rematches down the road, which I'd be mm-hmm. fine with. You know, I, I once we got you know the Shinsuke AJ once they got over the ridiculous you know the double count or the the you know the draw in uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, oh, that was that was bad. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, well because they took the good match and then they had the bad finish. You know, yeah. where it's just like, whoa, okay. Um, I think Samoa Joe finally gets this, and, and so so we're both on the same page with this. But please be the match of the night is all I'm asking. I agree. <laughs> Mostly because the big one that everyone's talking about is not going to be great for me. Yeah, we'll get that in just a moment. But first, <laughs> the other big one, which is going to be interesting, um, especially with the recent events with Natalia Neihardt. Well, now her dad's service was on Friday, but uh, Alexa Bliss, the Raw Championship, being defended against Ronda Rousey. I'm interested to see how they go with this because – Alexa Bliss, by this time, she's been in for about three years, and she has dominated the scene recently. And I'm interested to see if they, or if Rhonda isn't treated as just a rookie. 
because I think that's how Alexa Bliss is going into this, yeah. is Ronda is a rookie. I've been here a while. I know what I'm doing. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. You know, and, and, and Ronda has been wrestling house shows. Not a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, but she has been where uh, she had a match, I think it was against, before Nia Jax got injured, where like Mickey James was the referee and then Alexa Bliss was on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they would have, you know, where Mickey James gets knocked down and ref comes in. But they were pretty good matches. I mean, and I was shocked with this her and Nia having good matches um, and, and just the both of them stepping up to the plate. And I mean, and Alexa can have some good matches. So I think that is going to be good. I think there's going to be some shenanigans, but I don't know if it's going to be. You know, is because Mickey James hurt too. So you you got you know Alicia Fox on the outside, possibly getting involved. And do we get a clean finish? Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with no. It's like a, like a, like Alexa keeps the title, but like Ronda wins like a DQ or something. Yeah. I I, I kind of feel like it's too soon. I get why they're doing it. I mean, she had the title match before, obviously, and then we had the cash in happen. With like the DQ, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors at play here, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to this because the Ron the matches, everything we've gotten so far has been great. You know, the Nijax match was good. Um, I mean, the Alicia Fox match was pretty much what we thought it would be on on Raw. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I get why they did that because it's you know, I, although I, I do feel like she shouldn't wrestle on on Raw much um, because you want to keep it special. Yeah, you know, you kind of you know that's what they kind of had with Brock Lesnar, and then they got to a point where. Obviously, it's not for the moment. We'll get to that in a bit. But uh, I think so. I think we're both going to pick Ronda, but it's a matter of the championship changing hands or not. I mean, does, does she become champion or is it more of like she wins because like Alexa, you know, runs away or, you know, gets DQ'd or something? I mean, what, what, what's your picks on this? What's your take? Um, I pick Ronda to win, but I don't think it's a clean win. I think that Alexa does something. I, I think she gets DQ'd, honestly. I think something's going to happen because if WWE Network, hey, um, there are some <laughs> videos and stuff of um, like the Bella Twins talking to Alexa and giving her words of encouragement about this match, stuff like that. So Alexa definitely has people on her side. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I think Alec- or I think Ronda wins on a DQ. Do we see like a Shayna Baszler show up? Do we, uh, you know, is there some of that with the horsewoman? Uh, do we get um, you know a, a situation where maybe somebody else who's been hurt is coming back? I mean, there's a lot of factors. Yeah. In this match, you know, and I don't know if Natalia is going to be you know ready to go um, with, with everything I, else. Yeah, I'm not sure Natalia will show up, but you know, hey, who knows? And then one thing we didn't mention is news, but um, uh, we'll save it for this as, as they announced on Saturday that Alexa is going to face off against Trish Stratus at the Evolution pay-per-view. I'm so excited for that, but I don't know who to root for because I'm a very big Alexa Bliss fan now, but I loved Trish Stratus when I was younger, so I have no idea who to root for. (laughs) Now, the timing of this announcement is weird because... You know, because they didn't say like if the if her title would be on the line, mm-hmm. and then they didn't. You know, it, but I can't imagine it being a nine title match against a legend. Yeah. You know, which kind of makes me think like, well, the timing of that is kind of weird. But you know, sometimes they do that that thing a little bit where it seems like, oh, Brock Brock's contract is going to end, so you're like, oh, well, then he's not going to win. You know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, WrestleMania and seven F five later, uh, whatever how many it was, you know, he wins the match. So. I, I think I still think Ronda I think she'll walk away with the title, but but I think, you know, there's something that's gonna happen with that and then Alexa and, and Trish will have a great match. Oh yeah, that's gonna at, be at an evolution. insane match. It's gonna be yeah. nuts. 
Yeah. I mean, she's just, she, and she's just been great. And, and just everything she's been doing as of late. And then finally in the main event, the 500 day plus reign of Brock Lesnar. Does it come to an end against challenger for the billionth time? Roman Reigns. I'm so over this. Oh, you know, we, we asked, um, we asked, uh, Drew McIntyre when we had him on a show a couple of weeks ago about the crowds like for these matches mm-hmm. you know he says you know you know people you know complain or you know they, they pay their ticket price and then when we give them what they we think they want then the crowd becomes like you know like craps on it uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit but basically you know they get the main event of Seth Rollins and Drew Matt and uh and Dolph Ziggler mm-hmm. at the uh, Extreme Rules in the 30 minute match and the crowds you know counting down like every minute and stuff and not you know not getting into the match yeah you know, it's like it's like you wanted this match we give you this match and then you crap all over it now this is the match we don't really want and like, I don't want this match. <laughs> and it's being crapped on does the money in the bank winner save this match you know does does you know it and here's the thing that's frustrating for me savannah is that when they did this angle with paul Heyman and brock a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and then and the Heyman gets f5 and then is afraid of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And then they had this great promo, really good promo you know, with the interview. And then they follow up with another great promo up to a certain point with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in the ring mm-hmm. on Monday Night Raw. And then Heyman gives him this letter to read. And he considered this offer or whatever else. Should have left it at that. Yeah. Should have left it right there. But then he, he sprays pepper spray in his eyes. Like, and then we find this whole thing is a ruse. Yep. Should have saved that for Sunday. Yes, I agree, one hundred percent. Like they, they, they let it. They, there was no suspense. That's what we needed—the suspense, and they just yeah, no. Yeah, they, they took it out, and and, and this is where I'm going to go. Like not grandpa on you, but like old school. <laughs> 1992, the SummerSlam match for the WWF Championship then was uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, a champion, taking on the Ultimate Warrior, both faces at the time, mm-hmm. and. Ric Flair, not involved in the match, and Kurt Henning were not involved. What they did was they they planted the seed of doubt that said, hey, one of you guys hired us for your services at SummerSlam. Because they wanted, so that way, but they, they got in each other's, you know, the Warriors and Macho Man's head. Yeah. Thing like, now the belt was initially great, but it got better. Where it's like, you know, so they would come out and then both guys were like, no, we didn't hire him. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and it's like, but it's like, I don't know, but you know, cause he came out to help you and then, um, you know, then, you know, then I went after him and then you went after him and, you know, I, but I don't think you really went after him. I think you just, you know, think they, they, you guys kind of played into it. Yeah. And, and then when the match happened at SummerSlam, you know, the, uh, Flair and Henning came out, Mr. Perfect came out and then like they helped one of the guys out and then, and then the, you know, and then the other guy was like, Hey, you know, it's like you hired him. And then a minute later. It's the other way around where they attack the other guy. Yeah. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. This is just a ruse. So we would get into it. And then they kind of crept their way into the main event. Yeah. And then Savage goes after Flair, gets counted out. And then the, that attack ended up costing him the championship like a couple of days later because mm-hmm. they, they played off a knee injury and stuff. But, you know, which was weird. It was like the whole match was an angle for the championship to get lost at a TV taping, which was, you know, amazing. The, the forward thinking that the WWF had back then in 1992. Um, there's not a lot of forward thinking here because a lot of it gets rushed, and they rushed this on Monday with the whole Heyman angle and and you know the whole ruse. Mm-hmm. Like why, 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 why would you do that? You had us, you had us, and then you know, I I, I don't care. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> I don't care about this match. 
if I, I'd love to see Lesnar retain and then Braun Strowman cash in. That's yeah, that's the only time I'm gonna care about this match. If Roman Reigns wins, I don't care. I don't care about Roman Reigns. I think I just am over it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the frustrating thing because they play off the fact that the cage match in Saudi Arabia is like, well, I won that match. Okay, but you were forgetting like the match at WrestleMania where you were, you know, Braun won fair and square. Mm-hmm. And I would say destroyed. I mean, it took like six S5s, but bloodied Roman pinned him. And but we but we're talking about the cage match, you know, where they went through a cage. Um, and Reigns has been doing better promos. Where's the, I mean, the crowd's been behind him more lately, but these these are I refuse raw, I refuse. raw crowds and not you know your your smart mm-hmm. crowds, if you will. What what I mean by that is <laughs> what I mean by that is uh, as you laugh at that is like it's, they're different fans that go to the pay per views. Yeah, they're they're more of the hardcore fans, you know, yeah. not the one like oh Raw's coming to town. I'll go to that. You know, these are people traveling to the pay per views. SummerSlam is always a big thing. There's the same guys always in the front row to the last like number of pay per views. I don't know if you yep. saw him. He's got long hair. And, yep. And I've, you know, I've seen him for the last couple of ones. I was like, who is this guy? And I'll probably see him tonight in the front row. <laughs> there used to be a guy back in the day named Vladimir who you'd always see at like every Madison Square Garden show and every like New York pay-per-view, and he'd always be like in the front row somewhere. <laughs> and then he was at SummerSlam 93 when I in, in Detroit, and I met him, and I got his autograph. But and, you know, <laughs> yeah. Back in the days before cell phones where it's like, man, I met this guy. We didn't get a picture with him, but I think something happened. He doesn't really come to the events anymore. Maybe he does. He just can't recognize him. Maybe. Um. So who wins? Who's your pick? Now, who you want to win? Who you think is going to win? Five or two could be two different things. I want Brock to win just so Strowman can cash in. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Roman is going to win, and I'm going to be mad. <laughs> Do you think we get a cash in after that? Like maybe Reigns wins, Brock destroys Reigns, and then Strowman comes out, and our Owens comes out. Whoever is the Money in the Bank championship. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, I think if Roman wins and Owens is the money in the bank that he's going to cash in 100%. But and it would be ultimate heel move. I mean, you know, it'd be great for Owens to um, you know, and it, and he's a great I almost wish like he won the initial money in the big match just cuz he is a great annoying character, not like in a bad way, but you want him to just be taunting you. It's like, well, I can cash in anytime I want." And just yeah. You know, just be sitting there, like at ringside, just just waiting. You know, like anytime the championship came out and just followed him out, didn't have to say anything, just like, no, nah, just waiting for something to happen. Hanging out. Just just to get in that guy's head. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't, all these years they've had money in the bank, they've never done that. Or And I think if Owens had that money in the bank contract, he could do that. You know, I, I'd just love to see a cash in at SummerSlam and we'd be done with, the, you know, the, the money in the bank nonsense. But um, uh, I think... You're going Brock? Yeah, I'm going. No, I'm going Roman. Okay. As much as I don't want to, I'm going Roman. All right. We're both going Roman, but I, I think there's a cash in and and then that way. Okay. He conquered the beast. And then like after he conquered the beast, you know, then he got screwed out of the title and now he's yeah. got to chase again. Um, and he becomes the Lex Luger of the, you know, of 2018. Mm-hmm. Lex was a guy that um, that like always chased the title and then something would happen. And he didn't win it. Uh, there was this, and th- this is what I heard, like the NWA in the in the eighties and stuff, and when before they became WCW, like mm-hmm. with the whole Crockett thing, like there was what they call like the dusty finish, where oh the champion won, or, or there's new champion, the babyface won the championship, but something happened, uh, a technicality, so they didn't get it, so they didn't get the belt. There, there's a there's a match 
and it was uh, when I, it took place in Baltimore, and I can't remember the name of the pay-per-view. It, it might be the Great American Bash or something, and I probably got that wrong. But the match happened where Luger defeats Flair with a torture rack. It's a submission hold. It's like a backbreaker. Yeah. But moments before that, Luger was on the outside, and, and like J.J. Dillon or Barry Windham or somebody pushed Luger into the post, and Luger busted his forehead open. So he goes in the ring. Does the hold, you know, Flair submits, but like where the ref is, you know, Luger had blood on his face. Yeah. So, so Maryland had a no blood policy that if you bleed in your match, they have to stop the match. Oh. So, so everybody's like, oh, Flair won. It's like due to the fact that uh, Lex Luger was bleeding, uh, he does not get the championship. Uh, the match is awarded to Ric Flair. Yeah. So that which yeah the old dusty finish if you will which they did a number of times mm-hmm. which people got tired of because you know just okay how you know okay how who's how's the baby face gonna get screwed here you know are yeah. are there's the two referee parts where and you know they don't do this too often nowadays where the first referee gets knocked out at one spot the second referee comes in you know counts the pinfall mm-hmm. you know but the first referee comes in and says no the match is a DQ because he did this and then he hit me. You know, then the, you know. So the second referee's like, "Well, no, but he did this." I was like, "No, no, no." So the you know the match gets thrown out or yeah. whatever else. Um, you know, I don't expect any dusty finishes here. I just expect. Um, I expect a cash in. I expect a cash in, and and I'd love this beat. I love it to be Braun, but uh, probably Owens. Unfortunately, know. but I, I am picking Braun, and you picked Owens. Um, what's the crowd going to do in this match? Are you know, <laughs> what do you think? Um. Hmm. I have no idea because there has been this upswing in Roman that people are seeming to like him now and they weren't before. (laughs) I'm still one of those people that aren't a big fan, but I don't know. It's but like I said, it's a smarter crowd for the pay-per-views because these are different fans. Yeah. You know, maybe they, I don't know if they have like a plan like, okay, the crowd's doing this. We'll just go with this and, you know, and not have a cash in. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how they read all that, or we're just doing it anyway. You know, are you sports entertained? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So those those are the matches. So we both got Reigns winning, but with a cash in, and hopefully, you know, so maybe two title changes. That yeah, maybe we'll see. In the main event, so we weren't on the same page in a lot of these matches. So. Yeah. So just a couple. But we got one, two, three, four, five, about half. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What match are you most looking forward to tonight? Hmm. I think just this is hard because there are three matches that I'm really, really, really looking forward to. But the one that I think is going to be the one that holds my attention the most is AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple I I can I can kind of do without. It's I guess it's the placement of them. You know, Finn Balor, the Shinsuke matches. I'm I'm not crazy. I want them to be good. Um. But the Balor Corp match is probably, you know, probably one I'm not looking forward to. I want to see Dan O'Brien and the Miz. I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, I, where does what happens with Dean Ambrose? Mm-hmm. You know, the Rousey match. The, there's a lot of intrigue. I mean, there's some things where it's like, eh, eh. and then and there's you know the ones that are like. But yes. even the women's Raw or the SmackDown match has some intrigue too because mm-hmm. you, you know, and I think maybe they added Charlotte Flair because they're like, well, Becky can do a good match. But we've seen Carmella and, and Charlotte wrestle in a terrible match. Yeah. That like, okay, we need to add to this. So maybe the, you know they eliminate Carl Mella on the outside, and those two fight. Uh, you know, I thought Carmella's last match was pretty good, but um, I, we, we'll see. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Also, not looking forward to the uh, Ronda Lusa, uh, Lana Rusev, uh, Andrade almost. Yeah, Selena I don't Vega care. <laughs> that's I don't a, care that, that's just, that's just an angle to you know whatever do with Aiden English at this point, right? And then I don't know who's the face in that because nobody's gonna cheer for Aiden English, unfortunately. Now, but <laughs> they had a good thing there and they ruined it. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. All right, uh, I'm gonna bring up our emails here. You're gonna email us espr at fm99.com. All right, it is time to get in our email bag and uh, new, new uh, faces in the emails this week. Uh, we'll start with uh, Corey Parrish. Corey, I always appreciate the email. He's going to email us, ESPR at FM99.com. It's it's a long email, so I'll get through some of this. Um, and uh, he wanted uh, he said, sad about the passing of a Jim Nyhart. He says, the legend is going to be missed. He thought it was a great tribute, great tribute on Raw. Fears for Alexa, but he does a feeling it's going to be a non-finish. So something that you like kind of brought yeah. up. Um, but he does help that Ronda gets the title. He does how like Corbin abused his power to try to pull one over Baylor and how he got uh how he got squashed uh and that and how it should have been done like forever ago. Hopes Baylor wins. He wants to see Roman with win the title and get cashed in now, but he doesn't think it's gonna happen. He doesn't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about is uh you know Elias uh and, and Bobby Lashley because uh, there's there's no match announced, but uh, but I guess Elias is performing on the show. Uh, that's uh, that's what I've heard. I don't know if that's official. But it would make sense, you know, and that could be something after a match too, because you know, bring the crowd down a little bit after a mm-hmm. hot match, because you're going to have a couple of those tonight, and then, you know, maybe that's the segment they do with you know with Bobby Lashley and Elias. So that that's something that can happen there. Um, so we may have that. He says, once again, we got swerved by Heyman. Heyman really had me believe me he was going to turn on Lesnar. We all thought the same thing until Monday, which I just thought it's a really bad angle. Doesn't care about Bailey and Sasha. Happy to see Ambrose back. And he had the added muscle and short hair makes him look more lunatic-esque. Would, <laughs> do you agree with that? Yes. Agreed. Um, he thought that Charlotte saying that Carmella's a diva is pretty funny. Um, he's now understanding trying to develop a woman's tag division. So, But he also thinks that Carmella is retaining as well. Um, he thinks that the bludgeons are dominating. They really screwed up Sanity. And New Days have already gotten killed by them anyway, so he doesn't care about the mixed tag match. No, nobody does. <laughs> um, hopefully he, want, he wants more time on Nakamura and Hardy for Extreme Rules. Yes, don't we all? Uh, he is looking forward to the championship match, the, uh, the uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan, the Cruiserweight Championship match, even though it's on the pre-show, and the IC match, and the Raw's Women Championship. So pretty much some of the same things I'm looking forward to as well. And um, also, we get an email from Christopher Chris Williams, and his predictions for SummerSlam. Okay. Uh, here's he's got the revival winning. Okay. Uh, Rana uh, Rusev and Lana, which surprises me, because hmm. because we're, we're both going with the angle here and, yeah. and then, you know, getting Aiden English out of there. Cedric Alexander, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, uh, Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. He has. Uh, I I still got Finn. He he said if if we had the demon, he's expecting the demon. Uh, Shinsuke winning the Miz, but not a clean win, but leading up to WrestleMania. Okay. But I think too, I that's why I kind of picked pick, pick the Miz because something that's like WrestleMania would be some sort of match, not like a ladder match or something, or unless it's the world title match, but something with some like some some big payoff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got uh, Carmella winning, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, Strowman, Alexa Bliss, but not a clean win. Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns. He doesn't think there'll be a cash in unless Kevin Owens happens to win. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I. I think a lot of people would be disappointed if there's no cash in at the end of the. I night. agree. 
I even think I think even if Strowman does win, I think that there will still be a cash in. But I don't think he'll cash in on Reigns. I think he'll only cash in if Lesnar wins. Yeah, well, I don't, you because know, you got the entry. I, it would it'd be interesting. I still think there's a cash in at some point from somebody. Um, just, or it just, just, just to get it over with, because you know, I'll, I'll just say, all right, we're gonna give you the title reigns, and then we can see we're gonna see what you can do with this. Yeah, you know, and and just and just give him a reign, see what happens. You, you know, we we you know we got SmackDown. You know, we have AJ or Samoa Joe. You know, we'll, we'll, I'll take that. Just you know, I know. Hey, we want a full time guy to hold the title. I get that. You know, mm-hmm. I would be shocked if they if. Brock Lesnar is still the championship holder after SummerSlam. Really? He, I, I, I'd be blown away by that. I mean, it would, but we thought that at WrestleMania. I mean, who thought, you know, oh, Braun's going to win this. He's going to kick out of five F5s, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think everybody predicted. But then he's going to kick out of the next one. And then when, when Brock won that match, I mean, I, I just. Shocked. Yeah. I, I was like, because well, that pay-per-view was so long. And, and, and SummerSlam, it really it's long. just. And, and unfortunately, this way the thing is, our like SummerSlam, like I'm not to watch it in bits and pieces. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna to see all of it live, which kind of helps too, because then sometimes you can kind of skip ahead of some stuff. But but does that pay per view is so long? Like, you know, I'm, I'm just like, man, I'm tired. Like, I'm gonna watch this for seven <laughs> hours. Like, how are the people still there? Yeah, you know, holding this together. And I guess it's different because you're in a venue with thousands of other it. people, and yeah, the there's hype and momentum and. And you know, and when, when Roman, you know, lost, and I was just like, ah, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I think I like probably woke up my neighbors. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's 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 really weird. I probably the lot of times like I've ever popped, like watching wrestling, was like when when Brock beat the Undertaker WrestleMania thirty, mm-hmm. um, because nobody saw that coming. Agreed. And, and and I I just I don't think I was loud. I was loud when when Brock beat Reigns. At this past WrestleMania, but I just you know when that happened, I was just like, like what you know just yeah. you know I I got scared my cats more than anything <laughs> uh, because they're all in the same room. I was like, what happened you know, and, and then you know they then they show the crowd, um, in the reactions and you know everybody at home was like you know what this happened and everybody like complained about that you know at the time and then mm-hmm. but then like the payoff that we got out of Brock beating the Undertaker. Was so huge. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I, you know, people I think always miss that. It's like, well, had that not happened, we would not have had what we've had with Brock Lesnar because yeah. you took it. You know, if anybody had to beat him, I, I, you know, and this will be always be debated, but I, I still think in the long run that was the right guy. You know, it wasn't Reigns the first time because had mm-hmm. Reigns beat him the first time, I, I, I think that wouldn't that helped out Reigns at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, because because what happened in Lesnar went into SummerSlam and destroyed John Cena, and you're like, okay, all right, he's legit. Mm-hmm. And but we always knew he was legit. And, you know, and then they had the other matches with the Undertaker. I thought were pretty good too. Um, and here we are, all these years later. And um, you know, and Owen writes in by the way. Appreciate the email. Uh, he's a little bit more excited for SummerSlam than he thought he would be. And a big thank you to Paul Heyman for making me care about Roman Reigns and the Lesnar match. So yeah, do we? Yeah, I care a little bit more because there's, I mean, I kind of bummed after Monday because it took a little bit of steam <laughs> out, but I still care how they've been doing this. But you think SmackDown is a better lineup? Oh, he also wanted to ask, what is your most unpopular wrestling opinion? Not sure what that means. What is your most unpopular wrestling like, opinion? What What would make the internet angry at you? Ah, <laughs> like for me, I think it would be that I don't like Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> like, but that's what I don't. Yeah. Um, that's a good question on that. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, something that like I don't like that other people like. 
Uh, you know what? I am not, but this is okay for me. Although I, I think this is a change because we, 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 Sean and I get into this all the time. There's two things. I hate the long intros for wrestlers. I, I, I do like when, when Shinsuke mm-hmm. was, was a face and he would come out, like I would purposely start like the pay per views like about a half hour later. Because when Shinsuke is going to wrestle, mm-hmm. like I fast forward like five minutes, and then like and then like the match is about to start. I I, I do not like like him, and then like when um and and this is my problem with like NXT too, is that uh, when Finn Balor was there, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't watch NXT all the time. I try. It's a matter of yeah, there's there's so much, and I have four jobs. Yeah. Um, which is true by the way. Um, <laughs> he's really not kidding. And um. So it's tough in the summertime because because the other one it's always at night and then I got the other one the regular one during the day is that I can't watch a long intro so when Finn Balor comes out as a demon and all this is going on I'm I don't care I'm skipping ahead I know people love maybe the big intros and the things I mean there's certain wrestlers and and Chow's like well you got the Undertaker the Undertaker reserved that right he earned to have he really an did intro to last that long. You know, and, and no offense to Finn Balor. Who's another one Finn that has talking. a really long one? Um, you know, but the same as other guys. You know, even Orton coming out and, and you know, every turnbuckle, you got to do your little, you know, pose thing or I feel, whatever else. I feel like for me it depends on who it is. It It's not like, yeah, I feel like it just depends on who it is. It can't just be like some random person because then I'm going to skip. But, like, if it's someone who's established, like, The Undertaker or someone like that, then sure, why not? Do what you got to do. Yeah. But, like... If you're brand new, I don't want to see you walking down this aisle for 20 minutes. I don't care. Um, like <laughs> even like Bobby Roode to some extent, who uh, needs a face uh, heel turn. Um, I think this just suits his character more. And, and uh, it's always frustrating. Right? Well, this guy needs to be like, and I get why they're trying him as a face, but it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the some of the intros, it's like. You know, unless it's like something that like you're generating heat, where like uh, like when Ginger Mahal would come out, mm-hmm. but then you'd have like somebody like speaking like uh, one of the and I can't think of the guy uh, Sin or whatever the guy that's with them uh, doing the intro, like like that works for me because it's it's kind of funny because like okay, well here's a guy you don't like, but now I'm gonna introduce a guy you really don't like, and it, yeah. and it kind of builds up to that, and, and, he, and he's getting booed and everything, um, you know, but just man, you know, this just Shinsuke, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, okay, you're the rock star thing, you know, but it's just, I, maybe it's different in NXT, but, you know, these NXT takeover events, which are getting longer, by the way, <laughs> longer and longer than they need to be. Um, there's that. And then the other thing is, and, and this is like an independence thing and a ring of honor thing and an NXT thing, is that these guys that like do these high impact moves mm-hmm. and then it like, but it doesn't infect, affect them as much as it should. And then, you know, they're, they're kicking out of two and, you know, or two and a half or, you know, two and three quarters. And it's mm-hmm. like these moves should end matches. Like they need to be like, you know, less, you know, impact moves. And I, I, to me, like it, it kills the vibe. Like the, the last takeover event, mm-hmm. you know, and some of these matches were just like, you know, it's like, no, that match should be over. And the kickouts and their kickout. There's been a little bit of that in some of the matches. With like uh, like the bar and like and like Seth and Dean mm-hmm. or like the New Day, where you're like oh you know, and these guys are doing these incredible moves that should be ending matches, and they're not. Yeah. Does that bother you at all? You know, when the the DDT is like everybody's doing it nowadays. Yeah, I, I for me, I feel like I get bored because I'm like, okay, you're doing these 
crazy moves, but it's not doing anything. So why are you going to continue to do them? I'm. It just bores me. I mean, what style do you prefer? I mean, and I think that's why like the WWE's been successful because. You know, the big kickouts were, like, always for, like, the main event guys. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, he's going to kick out of your finishing move, but it's only in the main event. Like, it's like an mm-hmm. unwritten rule. You know, like, back in the day, it's like, only Hogan's kicking out of, you know, whatever your move is, and then he's going to hulk up. He's going to, you know, three punches, uh, boot to the face, leg drop, we're over. We're going home. Yeah. You know, and then when he was out of there, you know, the, the first pay-per-view that did not feature Hogan in the main event was SummerSlam 1992, which is a really good pay-per-view. And um, and that's one that uh, yeah, and I'm going to indulge in some SummerSlam members in the early days for me. But that was one that was Bulldog and Brett were in the main event. And then, like, Bulldog hit his move and, like, Bret Hart kicked out. Mm-hmm. And it's like nobody nobody ever kicked out of the Power Slam before. And, like, oh, my gosh, you know. And, and I feel like that kind of stuff should be saved for that. Yeah. And, and Don't it, do it every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and it added to the dramatics of it, it and then you know then a couple things later, and then there's a sunset uh, flip attempt, and then David Boy you know kind of like leaned forward and rolled him up, um, in a great finish, and in, in you know a Dave I don't know if Dave Meltzer called it five stars, but it was the match of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. it was an outstanding match. Um, you know, we had Cena versus AJ Styles, where you know they had like you know it took an F or uh, the you know, the uh, Cena's move, not the F five obviously, but the as you adjustment, the AA, you know, from the top rope, you know, the pin AJ, yeah. you know, um, and, and their great match with the Royal Rumble last year, which mm-hmm. was, uh, was another match of the year. But, like, it took, like, so many of those. Where, you know, how many phenomenal forearms is he going to need? I mean, to you know, which was frustrating because when Brock was defeating Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe, you know, it took, you know, one F5, you know, where we thought, yeah. you, know, you know, it took, like, three to beat The Undertaker. And then we thought, like, oh, Braun's going to kick out of this. And then he did. Or Samoa Joe's going to, you know, kick out of this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't happen. And then when we knew, it's like, well, this is all leading up to, you know, the the Roman Reigns kicking out of, you know, a couple of F5s. And yeah. what do we know it'd be five? And the sixth one would get him. Or probably it ended up being it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Way too many. Way too many. <laughs> um, so, so that, to me, is just like, you know, these finishing moves. And maybe, maybe it's, I don't know if that's more, you know, like Jim Cornette's like, you know, like these guys go out in these independents and, and these, and this, this is not my Cornette impersonation, but, you know, they go out and then it's all high impact. You know, it's like, and like you said, you made a good point. You save it for the main event. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the, 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 these other matches, you know, these guys do these big moves, you know, that, that shouldn't be happening. It's Agreed. just, uh, yeah. So, so that, is that an unpopular wrestling opinion? I don't know if it's, I don't know. Share your thoughts. Share your opinions. <laughs> yeah. So Tweet yeah, us. yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you guys think? Um, you know, you know, these people kicking out of these moves. You know, do, do we need a match where we get you know, f- you know, four F fives or you know, six you know, phenomenal forearms? Do you know we get a finish? I like it more in the match where like you think somebody's going to hit this hold. You know, like like because years ago, like Jake Roberts, the mm-hmm. DDT. Jake, you know, it's like he tried to hit the move and then the wrestler would get out of it because it's the anticipation of like, we know if he hits this move, the match is over, but is he going to get the move on him? That that was always the thing. You know, yeah. the guy can get out of it. That like when AJ is going for a certain submission hold and the guy can get to the ropes or whatever else. And that that makes a big factor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if if, if, if uh, you know, Brock Lesnar is going to go for the F5, but he gets reversed like every time until he catches him and hits him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes that worked with what John Cena doing the AA because it would you know not come out of nowhere like the RKO like because you know we kicks out of that. 
but that's like that's like something that you know comes out of nowhere too most of the time you know yeah. or sometimes he would do it like when you do the double one you know he'd mm-hmm. roll the guy through like that should end the match should be it and then you know kicking out two and a half yeah all that stuff uh all right i'm gonna i'm gonna indulge in SummerSlam for a moment because i go back to the first one okay Fair which call. was yeah 30 years ago <laughs> 1988 i wasn't a thought in anybody's <laughs> mind <laughs> I um there's a friend that lived down the street from me, and I I'd watch wrestling on and off then, but uh but but I you know I I knew there was a pay per view, but I just just happened to go to his house, and he's like, hey, I'm you know, gonna watch SummerSlam, and so back then there was like no pre show, mm-hmm. so if you had it, there was like a countdown that just said SummerSlam in 25 minutes or you know 24 minutes, and, okay. and this is really you know 1988 graphic if you will. <laughs> Then the pay-per-view would start, and the first match was, like, my favorite tag team, the Bulldogs taking on the Rouge Isles. Like, I didn't really know the card, but, I mean, going into it other than the main event. And, um, you know, it was kind of cool because, you know, it was a pay-per-view. It wasn't, it wasn't a WrestleMania, so this was the first non-WrestleMania pay-per-view mm-hmm. of its kind. Well, I think, well, there was uh, Survivor Series the previous year, but the first one that involved, like, single matches. Okay. Yeah, you know, at, at that extent. And it wasn't a bad show. I mean, if you go back to the network, I mean, you got a couple of enjoyable matches. I mean, the main, the the, the first match is pretty good. Of course, you got the main event with uh, Hogan and Savage mm-hmm. uh, taking on Andre and DiBiase. That was when, like, and you were talking about a big deal at the time where, like, Elizabeth, like, took off, like, her skirt to reveal, like, like some underwear or whatever. And so, or bikini bottoms, basically. And they all got distracted by that. That was their secret weapon. <laughs> and, and then because they were getting beat up by uh, you know, Savage and Hogan were getting beat up by Andre DiBiase and, and Jesse Ventura's the referee. And then she climbs up on the apron and, you know, takes off the bottom of her skirt. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh. Wow, look at that. Oh, it's a woman. You know, <laughs> it's a pretty woman in wrestling. And then they get distracted and the good guys come back and, you know, they win the match. And, mm-hmm. you know, planting the seeds far in advance for the mega powers to explode, which is just well done. I'll jump into detail that. So that was like the first SummerSlam. Then you had the Warrior defeating the Honky Tonk Man, one of the like famous moments too, because you didn't know who was going to fight the Honky Tonk Man because Brutus Beefcake got got hurt in an angle. Mm-hmm. You know the setup for the Warrior winning, and all that. You know, so that was always like kind of cool. And then the show overall, and also you got the Powers of Pain as good guys for the only time in the WWF before they became heels in Survivor Series. Um, and a guy that uh, the Baron Baron Von Rescue was with them. I think I totally butchered his last name, but uh, he was there too. Um, Eighty nine. I'm not gonna go through all of them, but that one I, I saw live, not in person, but on pay per view. That was with Zeus. The, um, <laughs> um, oh boy. There's a couple good matches on that, but um, ninety two was my favorite. Ninety three, I was at live, mm-hmm. so that was my. I had second row seats for SummerSlam 1993. Look at you. Yeah, they, they cost like twenty bucks then. Not even that. I want that. Wow. I now I was a part of the WWE fan club back in the day. And so when they had a pay-per-view. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they had a pay-per-view, you got like first choice of tickets. Uh, so you had to send in a check-in, you know, the, the SummerSlam or the WWE. Yeah. And, and then I got second row seats, you know, because I got that. And someone's like, you should send that in like right away. And lo and behold, I mean, so that was like the payoff of like having that. So me and my dad. So there's some pictures online that where you could, and I'm, I'm, you can see me in the pay-per-view too, in one spot where the camera pans. Uh, right before the uh, Jerry Lawler Bret Hart match and mm-hmm. Don't Like the Clown fiasco, and uh, so you could see me like in the WWE magazine and stuff. There's like pictures of me, um, which I had, but then I think it famous. Just, yeah, Look at that, uh, <laughs> that pay per view 
was, and we talked about like Roman Reigns being like the Lex Luger yeah. in some ways. Lex Luger fought Yokozuna at that pay-per-view. Okay. At the end of that match, Luger wins by countout. However, the celebration that takes place makes you think he won the world championship. Really? Because Well, because there's balloons. All these wrestlers come out and congratulate him only because he beat Yokozuna by countout. It, it did not make any sense at the end of this pay-per-view. <laughs> or like, he won by countout. Like, he didn't win the title. Like, I knew he didn't win the title. And I remember, like, Vince McMahon, who was part of the announcing team at the time, was, like, walking back. And the guy to my left, like, goes to the Vince, is like, Vince, hey, the Luger won the title. And, you know, Vince turns to the guy and says, no. And then walks away. So, like, he didn't win the title. They acted like he won the title. Like, yeah. this is celebration. But he didn't win the title. Like, it, that kind of, like, I think they were saving Luger for, like, the WrestleMania win, uh-huh. which they didn't do. And there's also talks, too, that Luger was, like, over her talking, like, publicly, like, oh, I'm going to get the title or whatever else. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to win it, you know, and but then not breaking, you know, breaking cape fave a little bit. And then so it's like, well, no, you're going to not win the title. You're just going to win the match by countout. So. Yeah. And they never, never won the WWE title. Never won any championships in the WWE. Well, so, can't win them all or no. any, I guess. Oh, there's some good Luger stories out there somewhere. <laughs> All right. So a lot. So we'll go over in a couple of days. Um, not sure who'll be back on the show. If Sean will be back or not. Um, maybe he'll be back eventually. I just don't know for the next episode. But uh, but um, Samantha would be great. We could talk over SummerSlam and the results. Yeah. Or somebody. Um, you know, it would be an interesting match. So, again, you can email us, ESPRFM99.com. Again, and thank you for listening on SoundCloud or Twitter or iTunes. Give us a five-star. Give us a Dave Meltzer review. On iTunes, that would be great. Five stars. Um, maybe one day we'll record one show in the t- in Japanese uh, Tokyo <laughs> Dome, uh, somewhere in the Tokyo Dome, and and then that would automatically give us five stars. So we appreciate it. Email us and let us know your thoughts on SummerSlam, uh, overused moves, long entrances, and uh, whether or not you think uh, you know Dolph Ziggler is a good guy or not. So again, <laughs> so thank you, Savannah, for hanging out with me this morning. Of course, I had a and great time. We will do it again. We'll eat, sleep, podcast, and we will repeat. <laughs>